morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning, 1.37 p.m. family. Thank you for getting your day started with the 7.31 a.m. podcast. My name is Bo Templin. Hosting today with me is the incredible Charlie Colbrenner. Charlie, how are we doing? I'm doing well. I'm just sort of doing a little research about one of the stories, uh, but I'm doing good, man. Good to be back on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I had a, I had a fun weekend, uh, no doubt about it. Very, very fun weekend. It was opening day at the Del Mar Races, which is like one of the bigger horse racing events probably in the country. And that's uh, it's like one exit away from my house. So it was a big old grand party fiesta time. And it was it was a lot of fun. And then I got to play golf on Saturday. So good, good weekend, certainly for for the kid. Um, Let's dive in. We got a fun anniversary today. What's going on? Yeah, well, today is Tuesday, July 26, 2022. And the moment I saw this, Charlie, it was undeniable that this was going to be what we opened the show with. On this day in 2019, truly one of my favorite movies of all time was released in theaters. And that is Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Charlie, before you give kind of your thoughts on the film, I'm going to say it. I think this might be my favorite Tarantino project. Like I have Inglorious Bastards, Super High, uh, uh, absolutely adore Django, Pulp Fiction. I am obsessed with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What do you think of the movie? I think it's pretty good. I don't know. I I think I do this thing with um, directors who have a really stylized uh, aesthetic like Quentin Tarantino um, or Wes Anderson where my personal favorite movie ends up being their movie, uh, one of their first movies, because just when it was the least stylized. So um, for me, my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie pretty definitively is Reservoir Dogs, just because it is like the least flamboyant in in his style. Um, Like I think it still includes elements of that. I think as far as the stylized ones go, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is one of the best. Like I think it's one of the best that he did with his style. Sometimes his hyper stylization is just too much for me. And so like my favorite one is pretty firmly Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I think that's totally, totally fine. I am obsessed with Brad Pitt, pretty much. Yeah, he's um, he's awesome in that movie too. Brad Brad Pitt's Brad Pitt's in a movie, and I kind of want to see it. And just seeing Leo and Brad together, like to me, that had 1960s, 1970s, 50s superstars of Hollywood teaming up together playing in this iconic duo role like I feel like we will remember Brad Pitt and Leo and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for a very very long time I uh I love that movie I've seen it three times in theaters and if it ever was to make its way back to theaters again you would see me first day it's back going to see the movie so love it love it love it probably will watch it to celebrate the anniversary uh sometime this week Charlie Over the weekend was Comic-Con. You did a great job reporting on all the news that we got out of Comic-Con. And while it was a slower day, maybe for entertainment news because of Comic-Con, we did get two stories from the gaming world that we have to share. We're going to start with the first one, which is Lord of the Rings related. And you will handle that story. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds perfect. Gaming. So... Uh, a much-awaited Lord of the Rings video game, the Lord of the Rings uh, Gollum game, has been delayed again. I was honestly really excited about this game because a game from the perspective of Gollum, I'm just curious to see what that is mechanically. Um, so 
The hype, as you know, is at a bit of an all-time high right now because uh, we got to see some more footage from The Rings of Power, the new show, um, over the weekend at Comic-Con. But then we got some bad news about the game. So Gollum, which is slated to be released on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, has been delayed by a few months. It was originally set to launch September 1st, but now everyone is expecting sometime next year, actually. Um, Daedalic Entertainment provided the following comment about the sun delay. We are dedicated to meeting our community's expectations and uncovering the untold story of Gollum in a way that honors the visions of J.R.R. Tolkien. That being said, in order to deliver the best possible experience, we have decided to push the release of The Lord of the Rings Gollum by a few months. We will update you with an exact timing in the near future. It's crazy when you make a video game about Gollum that they are just like coming up with a narrative about him that J.R.R. Tolkien, who was like maybe the person who's the most precious about his writing, precious double entendre, of his writing of all time. Like you just have to come up with what J.R.R. Tolkien would have written about Gollum, which is a pretty daunting task, but I'm uh, I'm excited. I feel like with Stray, that cat video game that just came out where you're just like the cat, that sort of to me seems similar because the Gollum game, you're presumably not going to be like fighting. You're going to be like just being a little freak, which seems fun. And I am, I, I listen, I'm excited to see how it comes out. Um, uh, another gaming story, uh, Black Panther, what's up? Yeah, Charlie, so, you know, not necessarily every bit of gaming news comes across my radar, but, you know, we've got Elton who can kind of help us out here and there uh, with those stories. But this one did come across my radar, and it feels like a lot of people are talking about it. A Black Panther game has been leaked. So, as Elton kind of wrote down here, and I agree with him, Let's all let's all dry our eyes from the Wakanda Forever trailer, which I've watched about five or six times now, maybe more, maybe double digits, uh, and it still hits me every single time. The goosebumps from that thing is it's very, very real. Well, you're gonna go from being upset about Chadwick Boseman to hopefully feeling a little bit better about the future of Black Panther, and we've got a big leak for the game. So, gaming industry insider Jeff Grubb dropped the details for this game during a giant bomb Twitch stream. The game currently goes by the name of Project Rainier, and it's being set up as an open-world single-player game. It's early in development, and it's being developed by a new studio helmed by ex-Monolith Productions VP Kevin Stevens and is being published by Electronic Arts. Charlie, if this game is even halfway cool, it's going to do really, really well. I agree, because superhero games, like, one of my favorite games the past 5-10 years is the Spider-Man game that they put out on PS4. Just, like, when you the what you love about watching superhero movies and stuff is you want to be the superhero, you know? And so, like, getting to play the video game of it is epic. I actually did... I, I want you to do this story really, really bad, because I saw this on the 1.37pm website, and I'm, I'm already very interested in it. Uh, Dan Harmon, the creator of Rick and Morty. What is he doing here? I, I kind of like the, the headline of this news story here. NFTs. Yeah, so Dan Harmon is creating an animated blockchain show called Crapopolis. If you've kept up with NFTs, it's interesting. A lot of publications have been reporting this as the first uh, animated blockchain show. I, I don't really think that that is accurate based on the mechanics that they're using. Um, there have been some other shows that have been doing it. The differentiation, though, is that this is now an incredibly famous showrunner with an incredibly big legacy of creating shows, him creating an NFT show, essentially. So Dan Harmon is best known as the creator of Community and Rick and Morty, and he is creating another animated show for Fox. But there's a little bit of a twist, which is going to be the integration of NFTs. Um, so what we know right now from over San Diego Comic-Con is that the show is called Crepopolis, and it's about like Greek gods, and it's set to release November 27th, 2023. Um, but they are integrating NFTs into the show. So 
uh, the way that other shows have done this, but the way that they are doing it is that when you mint one of the NFTs, you'll have access to exclusive content, potentially video stuff that does not make it into the main show you'll have access to. You'll also have access to different merchandise that other people do not have access to. And then the most exciting thing I would say about this kind of mechanic is you have an opportunity to vote on things that will actually occur in the show. So you could have an impact on the narrative of the show because as a holder, you get to sort of vote on the direction of the show. The first collection of NFTs are the Crap Chickens and they're dropping on August 11th. Um, and then some similar shows like Mila Kunis' Stoner Cats all of last year and Ted Danson's The Glue Factory also did similar things where like you bought NFTs and got uh, perks from them. But I think that the idea of being able to sort of your ownership of the NFT allowing you to impact the narrative of the show is kind of the most exciting aspect of it, which uh, I think will be interesting. And this is the first time that like a, a storied showrunner who just has this big foundation of incredible TV shows. Um, and I, I feel like his audience, he probably has like a good crypto overlap audience. So I, I do think this is going to be the biggest one we've seen yet. But we got a couple of sports things. What's going on? Sports. Charlie, the first thing I wanted to touch over in sports was that uh, the, the Subway Series goes down this week in New York. And obviously with 137's PM ties to NYC, this felt like something that we had to talk about, especially because for the first time in... I don't know, years it feels like. This Subway Series low-key feels like it means a lot to both teams. Uh, Both the Mets and the Yankees have been spectacular this year. The Mets did just lose uh, the the series to the Padres. Just wanted to shout that out real quick for uh, our our fellow 731 AM team member, Connor Sheeran. But the Subway Series starts this week on Tuesday today, and it will start with Jordan Montgomery on the mound for the New York Yankees. And... Uh, Taiwan Walker, who's 7-2 this year for the Mets, 2.55 ERA, 72 Ks. This is this is gonna be a really, really fun series all week long, and I'm I'm excited. Charlie, do you feel a little bit of the the New York baseball buzz right now? The Mets, the Yankees are both very good. Are you kind of hearing that around the city? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like with all New York sports, it's just like it's more fun when the teams are good. And usually the Yankees are good and the Mets are bad. And so Mets fans, which my family are Mets fans, like are sad and Yankees fans get to celebrate. But no, this uh, year having both of them be relatively good has definitely been uh, for baseball fans. Spirits have been high in New York City. Okay, Charlie. And then the last story of the day. And I, I just I have to get your reaction on this because it is so bizarre. But over the weekend, I'm sure you saw that Kyler Murray, the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, signed a new contract with the team. You know, long extension, $230 million, massive deal. The guys just got paid, right? And this is a player who, if Kyler Murray had chosen to, he could have gone and played baseball instead of football. And a lot of people at the beginning of his career were saying, no, go play, go play baseball. You'll make better money playing baseball. It's guaranteed money. Well, they're wrong. Uh, he, he just signed a $230 million contract. But on Monday, we found out some kind of interesting news about uh, Kyler Murray's contract. So I want to read this to you. In Kyler Murray's $230 million contract, there is an addendum that requires four hours of independent study a week in order for Kyler Murray to earn his contract. What kind of independent study? I've I've never heard. Like studying like tape? Like studying the game? Studying tape? But they literally have parameters 
So no TV is allowed to be on. No video Whoa. games are allowed to be played. And he's not to be allowed online. Like he's not allowed to be on his phone. Whoa. He's not allowed to be playing video games. He's not allowed to be watching TV. If he wants to earn his contract, he has to spend four hours a week just studying the tape. That is totally insane. That is super funny. That's why four hours a week. That's a lot of homework. He's got to do. He's, he, he, they wrote homework into the contract. That's super funny. Dude, is is he a child? Where the, the Arizona Cardinals are That's treating crazy. this two hundred thirty million dollar contract? They're treating him like he's a fourth grader who has to do an hour of homework before he's allowed to go play outside. Damn. And let's see if it elevates his game. I listen. The the truth of the matter is that realistically, I would certainly hope that Kyler Murray is putting in four hours a week of independent study when it comes to opposing defenses as it is but maybe not the need but maybe not because if there's a need to put this in a contract that hey you have to spend four hours uh in order to earn your 230 million dollar contract huh is that a red flag for you charlie well i mean it it doesn't it doesn't signify that he's that he's been do like if he's already studying a lot then it would be ridiculous, but it seems to sort of suggest the inverse, I would say. But we'll see. That's crazy. Crazy story. It was important to the team making commitment at that level, and apparently Murray had no problem uh, showing that commitment back to the team. You know, um, hey, if you put two, three, zero M's in front of my face, I, I would probably say of yes course. to a lot of different things. A little bit of homework? Of course. Charlie, I'll take us home on this episode. That'll be it for today's episode of 731 a.m. for more details on the stories and more let's head to 137pm.com great stories going up like the dan Harmon story that we talked about today on the show follow 137 p.m. on all social media platforms let's hop into our discord you can chat with us, be part of the community but if you listen to 731 a.m. semi-consistently go share it with one person share the podcast with one person you're like hey i listen to this podcast is like less than 15 minutes every single day and i've just like kind of use it as a way to stay educated stay up to date on things whatever it might be share the podcast with one person it would mean the world to us we will be back tomorrow as always remember stay curious